A special thanks to AMSA partner Walters Kluwer for supporting AMSA AdLib. To find out how you can save big on products through Walters Kluwer and their discounts on Lippincott resources, visit amsa.org WK. Despite the rigid hierarchy of medical training, you can have real power as a medical student when it comes to shaping policy and political opinion. But first, you have to seize it. Welcome to AMSA AdLib. I'm your host, Christine Camizio. No matter whether you would like to advocate for patients or against student debt, elected officials will listen to you. Not sure how to take the first steps? Here's AMSA's Dr. Allison Case to help you out. Hi guys, Allison here, Education and Advocacy Fellow with AMSA. I've talked a bit in previous episodes about the importance of using your voice as a future physician to reach those in power and make change. We spent some time bird-dogging this year, getting face-to-face with those in power on the rough-and-tumble campaign trail, but today I want to talk with you about something you can do to impact policy and make a difference any time of the year, election or no, meeting with your legislator's office. Now this may sound scary at first. I think that's a gut reaction for a lot of medical students. We feel like we have to know all the details and become an expert to meet with a policymaker. But the fact is, you bring something more powerful to the table than the facts themselves and that's your experience on the front lines of healthcare and your position as a future physician. Staff want to hear from you. They trust your background and your stories can make a huge impact. It's important for medical students to understand that you can make a difference even before you get a degree. You can save lives even before you get a degree. And the reason is because healthcare providers, particularly physicians, are considered the most credible source of information when it comes to healthcare policy. That's Mary Beth Levin, associate professor at Georgetown University School of Medicine in the Department of Family Medicine and longtime advocate for harm reduction programs. Mary Beth has worked with students for years and knows firsthand the impact of students meeting with their legislators. I caught up with her in a coffee shop in D.C. to get the scoop on why it's so important for us as future physicians to be advocates. I actually was in a study where I called the health subcommittees of the various state legislatures. And the thing I kept hearing over and over again is we want to hear from the doctors. The doctors are in the trenches. They know what's going on not only for themselves but for their communities. So when a doctor speaks, it's understood that they're not just speaking on their own behalf but on behalf of their entire community. And that's a perspective that no one else has other than a health care provider has. Our voices make a difference. It's a fact. And your elected officials, they really want to hear from you. So the next question then becomes, how do we mobilize our voices as the future of medicine for change? You might wonder, is it easy to set up a legislative visit? How do I do it at my own school? Hello? Hey, Max, how's it going? Good, Allison. How's it going? Oh, good. Meet Max. My name's Max Feinstein, and I'm a second-year medical student at Case Western Reserve University. Max is one of AMSA's student leaders who I reached out to this fall about setting up a training on meeting with elected officials. Max and other leaders from Case Western gathered a crew and scheduled their visit. So the first time I went on a lobby visit, um, we went to U.S. Senator Sherrod Brown's office. He's the Democratic Senator of Ohio. So specifically, um, we went to go talk with one of his staffers about the FASTER Act. FASTER stands for Fair Access to Science and Technology Research. And the purpose of our visit to Senator Brown's office was to advocate for why this bill is important and why he should vote for it. And equally important, another purpose of our visit was to help give students at my medical school at at Case Western Reserve University, um, to give them the tools 
and the experience that they need to plan and conduct legislative visits to advocate for political causes that we view as vital to our future patients. So they got together, did some background work, which we'll talk about in just a sec, and went on the visit. This might sound intimidating for some people. I asked Max what his thoughts were about the visit. Was he nervous? Well, yeah, but he says in the end it was worth the rewards. Prior to my first visit to the senator's office, um, I had never been directly involved with political advocacy. So the thought of talking with the senator's staffer was intimidating for me, kind of in the same way that the first day of medical school was intimidating for me. But in really the exact same way, as soon as the, the visit ended, it was just such an exhilarating and meaningful experience. And I left feeling like I'd made a really positive impact on future patients of mine. So the thought of doing a legislative visit was intimidating, but ultimately it ended up being such a positive and, and really empowering experience that it made me excited to do it again, which um, I have. So we've heard about the importance of meeting with our representatives and senators. We've heard from students who have actually done it and had a real impact. But what about getting ready for the visit? It's all in the preparation. That's Max again. The, the more obvious part of preparation is being familiar with how what you're advocating for affects the constituents of the, of the legislators, county or city or state. Um, a little bit more nuanced point of preparation is just making sure you're familiar with the legislators political bent and their voting record so you can make sure that your ask is right on target and also anticipate how that's going to be received. So where do we go for our background? Well, first we can check out the bill on thomas.gov. This is a research site where you can find information about all kinds of bills. Some of the things you want to look for. Is the bill bipartisan? Who signed the bill? Is it bicameral? So is it in the House and the Senate? You'll want to look and see if you can read the text, or at least a summary of the text, and maybe even look for fact sheets online from AMSA or other organizations that are working on the legislation. So that's all great. But now we also want to know about our legislator, right? Who is she? What's her background? One website we often use is govtrack.us. You can check out your representative or senator here, find out important information like what committees they're on, do they hold leadership positions, what's their voting record on similar legislation to the one that you're working on at the time. If you want to get really nerdy, you can actually track both the bills and your legislator, which can get out of hand very quickly if you get excited about many different bills, which I may or may not know from experience. But anyways, we gather the facts about our senator and our representative, we know about the issue, But now we have to remember the most important piece of any visit and preparing for any visit, which is preparing our story. It's our perspective that's unique as future healthcare professionals, and that's what our representatives and their staff really want to hear about. So the most important thing to do is not to open up with the data, but to start off with your personal story. That's Mary Beth again. That's going to garner the staffer's attention in a way that no lobbyist ever could. So whatever personal experience you could bring, that would be very helpful. So what does that look like? Well, it could be anything that draws you to the situation. If we're lobbying for a bill that increases funding for health centers, for example, we could talk about our own work with patients in the hospital. Maybe you have an even deeper connection, a family member or a friend who's been directly impacted by the legislation you're working on. Hearing those stories from the wards, from the community, that's where our voices are so important when we bring them to these visits. The staff will hear from professional lobbyists all the time industries like pharma, insurance, big hospitals, but when it comes to the perspectives of people on the ground, working with patients, delivering care, 
the future of medicine, that's us. And those are the stories that they need to hear. So for example, one of my students came in and she brought a photo of her stepfather. And she said, this is my stepdad and he has HIV. And were it not for ADAP, the AIDS Drug Assistance Program, he would not be alive today. And that's why I'm here to talk to you about fully funding the Ryan White Program. Well, telling that personal story totally changed the perspective and, and the response of the, of the staffer. They immediately made eye contact. I think in a couple instances the jaws dropped. Having that personal story makes a difference. It doesn't have to be as profound as the stories I just told you. You can simply say, listen, I work at the clinic and I've seen firsthand the difference that these HIV medications can make. Or I've seen firsthand the access to these, that these services can make. And that's all you have to say, just one sense, and you've got their attention in a way that no one else can. Stories matter, so definitely be ready to share yours. The next step is to make sure we're ready by practicing together. Before you walk into each visit, you should prep by having a game plan as to what order you're going to talk and really make sure that each person in the group says at least a little something. That's Dr. Pratima Gupta. She's a physician and fellow with Physicians for Reproductive Health, and she actually has produced a whole webinar that you can find on AMSA's Lobby Day website, www.amsa.org slash Lobby Day. She spoke with us at length about meeting with officials and especially the importance of preparation. The thing about lobby visits is that it's really just a conversation, but sometimes we get nervous. So practicing beforehand, together, divvying up talking points, all that is very important. So you've practiced, you're ready to go, you have your visit all scheduled, but what if there's a bump in the road? What if you get to an office and they disagree with you or they flat out oppose you? This can happen, it's a fact of life. AMSA's been known to support legislation that can be unpopular in some circles. For example, legislation on single-payer healthcare or access to abortion services as we're advocating for this lobby day. But Mary Beth tells us that's okay. I think it's important to uh, meet people where they're at. So for you, healthcare is a right may be the most compelling argument, but for the person with whom you're communicating, that may not be the most compelling argument. For them, the most compelling argument may be state rights. So the state should decide how federal dollars should be spent, and that might be the compelling argument that helps them. Or cost-effectiveness may be the most compelling argument, or protection of law enforcement. You know, I personally believe that, you know, that health care is a right. I personally believed in a rights-based approach, but I also know that a lot of people won't be able to hear anything that comes out of my mouth unless and until I talk about money. And so because that is their primary concern and because I'm there to meet people where they're at, not where I would like them to be, that's the first concern that we address. We have to meet people where they're at, even if that means they won't be in line with our ask. In the end, it's about creating a partnership. You don't want this to be the end of the conversation. With that in mind, another important piece of the visit is follow-up. Here's Mary Beth again. One of the most important things to do that people often forget is to write a thank you note. It seems like a very small thing, but it's actually a very big thing for a number of reasons. One is that it shows that you're organized. And so staffers hear from activists all the time, but they don't know how organized they are. It's like, well, if I don't please this person, will it have political repercussions or not? So if you can show that you're organized by writing thank you note, that makes a difference. Also, it's about establishing a relationship with the staffer that you don't want the meeting to be a one and done. And that's the heart of the matter. We are looking for sustainable advocacy, developing a relationship that will help us move the needle on an issue, which is really what AMSA is all about. Social change to move towards a more equitable, accessible healthcare for all. I'll leave you with a response from Max about his visit, and I hope you'll join us for a visit with your own elected official soon.
it, it was such a great experience for me and for everyone else who was involved. And uh, they're definitely lifelong skills that that we took away from it. So it was just, I mean, overall, it was such a positive experience. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to being able to do more of these in the future at med school and then also beyond. No doubt it'll there'll be important tools for us as we move forward and continue with our advocacy efforts. Would you like to set up a legislative visit for your chapter? Contact Dr. Allison Case, AMSA's Education and Advocacy Fellow, at eaf at amsa.org. And be sure to register for AMSA's Lobby Day to get even more experience as an advocate and to join us in raising our voices for access to health care for women. Visit amsaconvention.org for more information. AMSA Adlib was brought to you by the American Medical Student Association. I'm your host, Christine Camizio. This episode was produced by Dr. Allison Case, Pete Thompson, and myself, with help from Sandy Friday. Joshua Caulfield is the show's executive producer, and Dr. Deborah Hall is AMSA's national president. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and thank you for listening. A special thanks to AMSA partner Walters Kluwer for supporting AMSA AdLib. To find out how you can save big on products through Walters Kluwer and their discounts on Lippincott resources, visit amsa.org/wk.